It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, George? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day, everyone, and welcome to our FIFA 2022 World Cup daily live streams on the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast. Today, we will be previewing tomorrow's not group games anymore hallelujah tomorrow's round of 16 fixtures which are japan croatia brazil versus south korea and then the following days round of 16 matches which are morocco versus spain and portugal versus switzerland as always please send through any questions you guys have for us throughout the stream and we will get to them any comments and any bets you like just throw them through and um, you'll get your name all over the screen. You'll get some. Uh, you'll get some uh, some time. Love it. Uh, today we have top right hand corner of your screen, pro sports better Neil Shah. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Just one thing to say: it's coming home. And Paul at the bottom of your screen from fainting the line. How are you, mate? Howdy, howdy. <laughs> well, I mean, if if uh, if you ever think it was going to come home, mate, it'd probably be after that performance. I mean, nice little three nil victory there, unless there was a goal at the end that I missed uh, versus Senegal. Uh, probably England's most convincing game of the tournament. Obviously, the Wales won, but you know, it was against Wales. Not much to play for. For so, uh, yeah, thoughts, mate. Yeah, no, a good win. It's sort of, uh, you know, a, a solid win. I think Senegal gave us, you know, a few problems. But, um, you know, just, just kind of going, you know, going forward when we kind of release the handbrake, I think we've just got a lot of talent up there and, uh, you know, we can always create chances. So the good the good thing, the main thing for me, wasn't necessarily the scoreline. It was the fact that Harry Kane scored. He had a good game. He was kind of involved in the play. So I think that's going to help confidence-wise, you know, because we're going to need everyone firing against France. So, um, yeah, it'll be very interesting. Oh, I mean, what a game that's going to be, England versus France. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. And uh, for you, Paul, thoughts on uh, today's games? We also had France beating Poland 3-1. Shout out to all the people that backed France to win to nil. Commiserations. Well, I don't know how the goal happened. I've only seen the the timeline of events, but uh, yeah, or people that maybe potentially had France and under three and a half. I mean, yeah. What were your thoughts on that game, Paul? It it was a fun game to watch. I had uh, just just on like a primer uh type of bet. I had France like minus a quarter or minus one and three quarters. So I think that last goal, I only like half cashed right because of that yeah they only won by two so yeah it was a really really fun game to watch though and uh just like england senegal two goals of go- a lot of goals in these knockouts games so far so been fun to watch yeah yeah really interesting how it's opened up a little bit going into the finals games already four games in and um has it been just about over three and a half goals every game has it or or, or at least three or more goals in every game so um, yeah, it's been quite exciting, and we haven't seen extra time yet. So um, I was getting, a, I was, I was thinking, uh, I only thought of it before. We can't go live if the game's still going, so we'd have to. I was just a bit skeptical of England. I thought it was going to be a draw, you know, but I got proved wrong once again that England are actually okay. So uh, my fault. 
but uh yeah just a shout out to everyone if uh <clears throat> if we do oh we if we are recording after a game and it does go to extra time i guess we'll have to delay things and get on once the game is over um all right well let's get straight into tomorrow's games we've got um japan versus croatia to kick us off Got Japan at 4.1, the draw at 3.35, Croatia at 2.08, the Asian handicap at uh, half a goal, and over under <clears throat> is at 2.25. Um, I think is I find this one quite hard to break down. It'd be, I, it, I just think Japan, it seems like every time they actually take it to the other teams, like Spain and Germany, they actually have a crack and don't sit back. They play bloody well and they score goals. So it, I'll be interested to see if. Japan are a bit more assertive in this one. I think that would be my first question. I don't know who I'm going to. I know you guys have looked at different games each, so put your hand up if uh, this is your uh, your assignment for tonight. But um, <laughs> it's Paul. Um, mate, that would be my first question to you would be, do you, do you think Japan may play a little bit more assertively in this one? Because it seems like when they sit back and try and defend, they, they concede goals to the likes of Germany and Spain. And, I mean, I mean, not Costa Rica, but, you know, they were taking it to them. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I think they're going to tend to just kind of play how they play, to be honest. I don't think they're necessary. They're, they're just going to try to do those little short passing patterns, basically, in little areas of the pitch, um, rack up a couple quick passes and then try to move it on. And if they don't transition it, then that's when, you know, like Spain and Germany, I guess, we're getting like a ton of the possession. Um, but when, when they transition it and they're able to set it to the other side, they can get some big gaps if the other team's like pushing forward. So, I mean, Croatia is definitely gettable. Um, like the, the legs department, I'd say. Uh, but I think this is going to be an interesting game. I mean, I tend to look, if I'm looking at the handicap, I would tend to be looking at like an over again, maybe. Um, I'm not going to bet this one. I am going to have one handicap play as well today, so I won't chicken out today. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not, I wouldn't bet this one probably. But I, if I was going to bet it, I'd look towards the over two at 1.7. It looks it just maybe a little bit big to me based on the fact that all these knockout games have gone over two and a half. If I'm looking to get on goals, I'm not going to be on both to score compared to over two because I've got the security push with the over two. And in both to score, I'm only getting evens uh, for each team to score. So, like, if it's, you know, I mean, it's just a little bit odds against that both teams score, but you can get over two at a playable price. Like, I'd rather go for the over two um, if it's me. I'd see Croatia getting a, you know, a fair bit of the ball in this game. So I'm going to have a player-related bet on the passes. But as far as the handicap goes, I'm really pretty static odds on the AH. But, you know, the handicaps and Croatia sitting there at evens, but I'd, pr I'd, pr I'd probably go for the goals if I was going to do it, as Alex said earlier. Um, you know, all these games and the knockouts have gone over two and a half, so one goal or one early goal can kind of crack it open in a sense, um, especially for teams that are maybe more even. Like if Croatia scored early, then Japan probably would see a fair, fair, fair more significant portion of the ball uh, you'd expect and they'd be trying to push forward, but that can also leave gaps at the back. So I think one goal probably cracks it open in most of these games. If I was going to go somewhere with the over-under I'd do or the handicap, I'd go for the over goals, but um, I'm going to stick to two different play, uh, props I have for this one. 
Yeah. Okay, mate. We'll come to you in a second with those bets. Uh, just a few that have come through now from the the, the gents on the live screen here. Uh, live screen, live stream. We've got uh, no Pattaya for Shannon. He likes uh, he likes Japan draw no bet. Says they run forever. I'm not sure what odds that would be at. Probably something around three or four. I would assume. I it's uh, two point nine. I think. Oh, two point nine. Yep. Um, and yeah, I don't think there's any more bets come through there. But yeah, the, uh, it, do you, do you think Neil that potentially uh, Croatia are a little bit overpriced here? I mean, they have been pretty decent throughout the tournament. Their best game coming against Canada, but against um, against Belgium, I thought they looked great in periods. But geez, towards the end, I mean, that last uh, maybe thirty minutes of the game, they looked. I didn't like what I saw from them defensively. I mean, Belgium, I mean, Lukaku was wreaking havoc. He probably could have scored a goal or two. Um, and, yeah, they just, they. I don't think it doesn't, it seems it seem to me that it just doesn't suit them to, you know, sit back and defend the lead. Like, they're probably better off, you know, keeping possession and trying to take the game to the other team, which will be interesting to see if they did go a goal up against Japan. Maybe Japan spring to life and Croatia could sit back. How that would end up playing up? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've yeah. So, so I mean, one of my plays is actually just 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 to take the, the odds on Japan, or you could you know again take a draw no bet. Um, I Japan have kind of drifted out since I took it, so actually the the odds are even better. Um, I, I think they have a chance. I think um, you know, obviously Croatia edge it. Obviously, they have um, more quality in that team. But what 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 I've been noticing sort of watching the games at the World Cup so far is there's some teams that are kind of uh, coming into this with kind of momentum and fitness. So I, I don't know if anyone remembers the. Actual, I mean, funnily enough, the the World Cup in Japan and Korea um, because it was kind of brought forward. Um, you know, it wasn't its kind of regular time. That again, preparation time was limited for teams. The the fitter teams generally sort of built momentum and, and did well in that tournament. Um, and I think we're kind of seeing that a little bit here as well. So, um, which will come on to the Swiss game because you know, they're definitely one of those teams. But I think again, so Japan. I think Tomiyasu should be back now. I think he's kind of you know maybe he will start the game. Uh, I'm not sure, um, but. Listen, you're getting odds of four on a team that's beaten Spain and, and Germany. Lost to Costa Rica, though, in all that. But I think this game suits them because um, I, I think they struggle to, uh, you know, to be the kind of the, the favourite in the game, to kind of take the game to the opposition. Whereas I think this kind of suits them. You know, Croatia have that slow build-up. Um, again, they're not the quickest team. Um, you know, and Japan will be kind of high energy, uh, sort of pressing in different areas of the pitch. You know, I think they could frustrate them. I think they could nick a goal on the break. Um, so I think the odds on Japan are generous. So you know, if you wanted to, depending on your risk tolerance, you know, um, I'm happy to kind of just take them on an outright and um, on the exchange, kind of trade out if they go a goal ahead. Um, you can take a draw, no bet, or you know, let's see, take a plus one on them. Um, but I think definitely they've, they've got a chance. They've got a real chance. Uh, and I think it's going to be a really difficult game for Croatia. I don't see loads of goals, but it depends on the game context. If there's one early goal, it kind of blows the game wide open. Um, I think in the knockout so far, have we had any goalless half times? I think there's been a goal with most of the games, I think, before half time. It's kind of broken the trend of the, the group stages. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. So, so again, you know, it could be another one for a half time nil nil. Um, yeah, um, my play also is on passes, but I think it's a different one to, to Paul's, but kind of following the same logic as well. 
Yep. All right. Well, we'll go to you, Paul, for your one, for your prop bets for this one, mate. What have you got? Yeah, I've got a couple for you guys. So I'm going to first, uh, the larger bet that I'm going to take, I'm going to target uh, the attacking midfielder forward for Japan, uh, Daichi Kamada. He's at under 29 and a half passes right now at bet 365 at 1.83. And uh, I, I would be playing that. Um I think he might have got 30 in one of the World Cup games. He's he's either 2 and 1 on this bet against the line or or 3 and 0 in the World Cup games, but he plays further forward for Japan than he does in the club. And uh they also have uh Endo back tomorrow, so I expect him to be in that sitting role maybe, which I don't know that everyone's expecting that, but I think he had the yellow card suspension, right? So I think he's back. Even if he's not uh, it's Tanaka and Marita if he's not, but uh, if Endo's in there, I like it especially even more. But I love the bet regardless because Kamada plays a little bit further forward for the Japanese, and uh, I, I wouldn't see the Croatians um, allowing that much possession from him. Um, so I do like his unders. And uh, the other one I'd go for on the other side of the pitch uh, is Brozovic. Everything kind of ran through him last game. He's two for three against his line. Uh, which I'm going to quote the one here is at offshores at the offshore books at the prop builders. You've got over 76 and a half passes for Brozovic at 1.86. You could also take it though at 365 over 78 and a half passes at 1.83. And uh, I'd ladder it for 88 and a half and 93 and a half at four and 6.5 respectively at 365. Cause if he does get it, it I'd send it. I tend to see him getting a lot. The nice thing about the knockouts is I, the game state does affect the passes, but I think in, in, in this case for us it affects it positively because if if Japan get the first goal, then you expect Croatia to get a lot of the ball. They were already probably going to get a lot of the ball anyways. So um, if Japan score first, that's lovely for our Brozovic bet and for the unders on Canada. If Croatia score first, however, I think the Japanese are going to end up sending a lot of bodies forward, in, in my opinion. So I, I really think that there's going to be line-breaking passes in between that midfield for Brozovic, and they always look to him first out of those three. Those three midfielders are trying to get him to turn it to the other side of the pitch. So uh, I, I would be taking Brozovic here on the overs and Kamada on the unders. Uh, so kind of a linked angle. They're a little bit correlated, but not entirely. So be careful on your staking there. I like the Kamada bet a little bit better, but certainly like the Brozovic one a lot too. All right, good stuff, mate. I'm just going through some of the comments here. Uh, oh, sorry. Mind here likes Japan win or draw. Seems like uh, a bit of a consensus here that everyone likes Japan in this one. Uh, you got um, Law. God, I'm not going to try. Lowen. Lowen Smith. We'll just go with that one. Uh, he likes Japan to score over 0.5 goals. Um, yeah. Lockness here is uh, Lock. Yes, sorry, saying every game has been over two and a half goals, which yeah. uh, which is you know kind of unheard of. Maybe it's time to just back the under two and a half. Uh, is uh, oh, is Alex furious about the Gabriel Jesus rumors? Well, obviously not going to be happy about it, mate. If uh, if he is going to be out for three months, that basically means Arsenal are going to collapse probably. <laughs> He's. Uh, I don't think people realize how important he is to Arsenal. So if he's out for a, any kind of extended period of time, yeah, and you've got Eddie and Kedia coming in, not only is he a different player and a, and he's, he's also just not as not as good of a player. So yeah, 
we'll see how we go. Um, all right, let's um, let's get on to the next game, which is Brazil versus South Korea. You got Brazil at one point two nine, the draw at five point eight, and South Korea at twelve point three six. Asian handicap quite big in this one, one point seven five, and over under two point seven five. Um, I think you're you're doing this one, aren't you, Paul? Is that correct? Yes, he that's is. correct. Um, do you think South Korea are a little bit lucky to be here? I feel like they got favoured a little bit with the draw. I think having Portugal in that last game really helped them out. Um, you know, you got who did they bet off? Uruguay and Ghana from memory. Um, oh no, was it Cameroon? Sorry, Uruguay and Cameroon. Um, yeah, it's I, it was Ghana. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they're quite lucky to be in here. And if they if they didn't have Portugal last in the group, you know, they wouldn't have gone against a weakened Portugal side. Like the other teams weren't afforded that opportunity. So, um, yeah, do you think South Korea a little lucky to be here, Paul? I, I don't know about – maybe – I don't know about lucky to be here because, I mean, you're, Ghana were horrendous at the back. I mean, they were full sail everywhere. They beat and South Korea, though. They did, but I mean, I, I just I don't see how Uruguay and Ghana were any more deserving. Whoever got there is, to me, the most deserving. I mean, it is what it is. Okay. At this rate, uh, Sorry to all the South Koreans listening. <laughs> I mean, it just to me, it just is what it is. I mean, they got the points they needed, I guess. But yeah. anyways, it... I mean, the, the Portuguese team, like, they, they played some – it was kind of a half-mixed team, I'd say, but it they played a lot of starters in that Portuguese team. I mean, most of those – the two center backs were their best choices and all that kind of thing. So I don't know yeah. exactly what you wanted Portugal to do in the last game. Um, but anyways, as far as the game goes um, – yeah, it's it's again it's one it's one of these where I'm very tempted to take the overs again for similar reasons. And just as we started to record, there's been a little bit of steam on it. I saw it at one point eight three last I looked, and now it's at one point eight pinnacle. Um, but again, I'm not going to play it officially again the overs, but I just don't see how you can't look that way with the the way the knockout rounds have gone for me. Uh, you know, Korea score is I think two point two point four ish. The over-under odds have been pretty static, and so have the uh, handicap lines until now. Like I said, the over-unders are getting a little bit of push now on the overs, I guess, um, it looks like. Um, but, but but Brazil, that all their games have gone under so far in the tournament. They've been very pragmatic uh, so far. So it, in that sense, it's also touch, tough to touch the over uh, or the overs. Uh, so, so, so basically... I I I went. I'm going a different way. I'm going for the props again here. So if Neil wants to maybe talk about this game first, that's fine. Um, I don't know if you guys know if Neymar is playing either. I saw a report that said maybe he is. I don't know how much. I think he is. Yeah, I've, I've seen, there's nothing official, but I think it's really, right. I, I saw the same kind of. Okay, yeah. so you, yeah, we probably saw the same kind of thing basically. That he's you know I get they're saying he's going to be in. So we'll we'll see if that comes to fruition. Um, but, but that certainly helps my bets, um, if he is in, and I'd say it also would help like something like Nubers, um, Brazil are a lot, a lot more fluid with him in there, have a lot more attacking now with him picking out those runners that are getting in behind 
uh, without him, they don't really have that guy that can just pick those passes. And they got three guys, every one of them can get in behind. So really, that's what you need um, for Brazil uh, to be clicking on all forces. So it, it's probably, it might be a little wait and see on Neymar, I'd say maybe, uh, maybe if you fancy the overs, because um, I could see the South Korean backline getting done. Like, I'm not saying Alex's point isn't valid that maybe they've, you know, maybe it was against the odds that they've gotten here. I'm not saying it's not, but um, so that backline certainly is, you know, can be got at. So, uh, especially with the pace that those Brazilians have in behind. So I'll, I guess I'll let Neil go ahead and talk about anything that he wants to do, look at it with this game. Yeah, do you yeah, want to just quickly answer also, is uh, is Kim Min Jae of Napoli? Yeah he, should, yeah, he should be. I think that's okay. what I've read as well. So, yeah, he should be playing, which is yeah, which is a massive boost um, for the Koreans. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of take your point, Alex, as well, about a Korea. But they're, they're a strange one. Even with this game, I, I was looking at it, and, and that's why, again, I said, you know, Paul, you got an angle for this one, because uh, I've been looking. Um, the... They're a kind of scrappy team, and then um, you've seen that already. Like, so they went down to Ghana, and um, you know they, they fought back. They ultimately lost the game, but you know they're, they're kind of they're, they're not not a team that will kind of sort of just um, happily take defeat. So even in this game, I think they'll be kind of scrapping and fighting till the end. And um, and yeah, they, they they could be a potential threat. Um, but then Brazil don't concede many shots from from the opposition. I think the, the Cameroon game we kind of have to just ignore. Don't even kind of look into any kind of analysis of that as a as a, as a way that Brazil would play going forward. And I agree with Paul. Having Neymar in that team um, is massive. Where where I think a lot of casual betters will probably look at it and be like, okay, Neymar's playing, Neymar's starting. Let's back Neymar anytime. You know, just score a hat trick and all of that. But actually, if you want to be looking at the goal lines, I would rather look at um, you know Richarlison or Rafinha, who I think has been a little bit unlucky so far in the um, in the World Cup and you know has got a goal in him so you know maybe for Neymar to assist one of those two um <clears throat> or one of the other scorers to kind of get involved um but I would want to wait in play um to see how they kind of shape up I think you know Brazil could kind of grow into the game kind of become quite explosive second half um they could take Korea to task but at the same time um you know Korea you know, pretty tight. I was looking at corners as well, but actually, sort of, um, Korea did pretty well, surprisingly well on corners. So I was tempted on the the corner handicap line, but not quite convinced enough. You know that that again, Brazil might just have a heavy spell of possession and domination. I think if Neymar wasn't playing, um, I'd be more inclined to take that. But yeah, nothing sort of particularly strong on on that game for me. Yeah, uh, Locke, yes, uh, correctly pointing out here too that. South Korea's won every game on XG. I mean, some of them were like very, very small margins, but, you know, maybe I have just uh, proven to myself that, yeah, South Korea probably deserved to be here. But, yeah, I'm very much like uh, what you said earlier. So what was that? Yeah, no, it's a fair point. Yeah, they won the XG battle, so it's kind of, you know, showing they haven't been competing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I do. I think there's goals in there. I could... I could see. I mean, Brazil. So who have they come? They come against Serbia. They got two goals past them, even though they dominated, you know, for most of that match, and they really ramped it up in the second half. You've I think the... if that game, if that Serbian game happened in a knockout setting, I don't see how there's not three goals. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I, I, yeah. I tipped up overs in that game on on the pod, um, which will lead me into some of my bets. But yeah, uh, 
Like, I, I don't see how that doesn't go over as if it's in a knockout setting. Not that the South Koreans yeah. have the forward nows that the Serbians do, so it's not exactly comparable. But Yeah, and then you've got the Switzerland game, which is, I think, you know, Switzerland a very hard team to break down. Uh, the Cameroon game, I guess you can kind of just rule out because it's a weird game where they've got their second team on. But at, another thing that you guys haven't mentioned is Brazil have got a, f- a full starting lineup basically here that are completely rested. They've had a week off compared to yeah. Korea, who just had to scrap for everything to get the win against Portugal in stoppage time. So um, I could, I mean, I, I think the handicaps, what is it, uh, 1.7, minus 1.75 for Brazil. I think that's pretty decent above evens there. I, I can really see this them winning by two to three goals. So if uh, if they do win by two goals, then you've got the 2.07 uh, there above evens for that, uh, and you win half of your stake, especially if Neymar's in. If he's not, then I can understand this line a bit more. But if Neymar is, you know, if he's named, then I think that'll come in a little bit. We'll see Brazil close, maybe close at 1.2. Um, yeah, Paul, you got some uh, prop bets for this one, mate. Yeah, and I'd agree on it. It could hit a little drift there on lineup. I'd definitely say that if Neymar is named, uh, I'd, I'd really agree with you there on the, um, game market so the bets i'm looking at the first one we've hit it as a best bet twice here on the podcast now in the world cup so it's going to be again the total tackles in a brazil game um so at bet 365 you can get over 34 and a half at evens that's also at uh ovada any of the bodog sites and uh also at boil sports at 1.95 i'd take it all the way down to 1.77 for that line so we're getting two lines higher than one to two lines higher than it's been in the previous games in this World Cup. But Brazil have smashed the line every time. Um, I, th- I think the least they got is like 39 in one of the games. Um, and I-, I had rattled off some some stats in the other two podcasts uh, and I rattled them off twice. So I'm not going to go through them all again. Um but I, I just will say that I think the value is still there despite that line being two tackles higher um, for, for, for two main reasons. One is that I think Neymar is going to be in there, hopefully, and that alone can add five tackles in, in all reality to the game. Um, and the, in terms of him either getting one or two himself and then also, uh, creating, you know, <laughs> at least three, I'd say. Um, so, so, so I really like that again, and uh, you can ladder that at Bet365 too if you're going to go over 37.5 at 3.25 and over 40.5 at 5. And uh, the, the other reason that there's still value is just like we've seen this knockout bump in the goals because you're seeing the teams, if they're desperate, they'll send more guys forward, more chance to concede again, etc. Um, in, in the knockout round, we've also seen a bump in the tackles because you've got players. I mean, I mean, narrative in a narrative way, based argument, you've got players that are probably a little bit more focused when they're sticking in, not as keen to get a yellow card this deep into a tournament, especially if they're already on one um, and get that sec that second yellow. Um, but they're still more keen to stick in because they know it's do or die at this point. So, so it's a really fine line where. We're seeing a lot of tackles in these games. I think almost every game has gone overs. I didn't check the tackles line in that England game, but I think all the other ones had gone overs in the knockouts round. Um, at least the two yesterday did, and the the Argentina one, I'm not sure if it did, but at, le- at least the other two did. So uh, 
you normally get a bump in tackles generally in the knockout rounds anyways. And uh, I, I just see that happening again here. And the fact that Brazil have covered this every time, again, I think the line is probably playable because South Korea have a way below average, uh, but, but, but the Brazilians dictate the game state, not, not the South Koreans. Okay. Uh, the, the Brazilians are the one that influence the game and they're the ones that are dribbling in those wings and have all the heat maps uh, popping up with the ground duels and things like that. So I love the tackles here. In a related play, I'm also going to play the throw-ins, the Brazil team total over 20 and a half. They're, they're somewhat correlated, so be careful with your staking. I like the tackles for a little bit heavier stake, but I also like the throw-ins over 20 and a half at 1.9 at Bet365. Haven't seen any seen this at any other books. Um, Brazil hit, hit this in both their games with the first team. And uh, I do think the South Koreans will be able to, to, to get stuck in, like I said, on the tackles. So the reason these bets are correlated is more tackles, more ground duels near the sidelines leads to more throw-ins. So if you have more South Korean tackles, you're going to have more Brazilian throw-ins. So, so, so it is a little bit, bit correlated, but I, just, I do think there's an edge on the throw-ins here. Like I said, Brazil hit this two or three games, and uh, the, the, the South Koreans gave up more more to the Portuguese and uh, Uruguayans than 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 their averages or uh, then I looked at their group games. I think it was the Portuguese and somebody else than than their normal averages are. So I, I still think they'll give them up, and uh, I'm willing to stick some on that over twenty and a half throw-ins as well at one point nine. Um, so yep, if Neymar's in, both bets probably get a little bit boost. Yeah, I just read a quick report now from the coach. He said he probably will play. It's just a matter of, you know, that doesn't mean he's going to start. So maybe it could be a case if he doesn't start and then if, you know, they're struggling to get anything going, then they'll bring him on. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that all plays out. Morocco versus Spain. So this is in, what, I guess two days-ish from now, a little less than that. Uh, Morocco at 6.69, the draws at 3.84, Spain at 1.61, the Asian handicap is at 1, over under 2.25. Yeah, an intriguing game here. Morocco surprisingly uh, topping their group. Uh, It's quite interesting, actually. I've been a big fan of Morocco, and then I was just looking at some of their underlying data, and they were actually... um, in terms of XG and all that kind of stuff, they weren't too flush overall. Um, so some maybe, I mean, I, I think they would deserve it to win the group, but some people might look and say, yeah, they were just very clinical with their chances and able to finish some of these sides, you know, their big win against Belgium and, and uh, who they play, Canada in the last game. So this is a completely different game to what they would have gotten in any of their group matches coming in to get against the Spain side that's going to dominate possession. The, I guess the big question is, Morocco, have how many, I think they've uh, they conceded one goal this whole tournament. Neil, do you reckon uh, Spain might have a little bit of trouble breaking down this Moroccan defence? Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough one. I think, um, I mean, when you look at the, the odds on Morocco and then you look on the odds on South Korea, I don't think there's that big a gap between those two teams and their chances of, of actually you know, um, winning the game or, you know, keeping it tight. Um, and there are there are question marks over Spain again, you know, in the final game. I mean, it, they've kind of got a little bit fortunate because now they've got, you know, Morocco in, in this round by finishing second. 
um you know i think i do look at that 1.6 and it's kind of it's tempting because you know that will kind of drift out if morocco keep it tight you can see kind of spain moving out closer to evens by half time can they hold out they've you know they've been fairly decent in, in defense they they have got a threat in them um there might be a bit of spice in this game you know there's lots of kind of uh moroccans in spain uh, i think there's quite a, a few of the squad i think that the moroccan squad were uh born in spain as well um and it's just a question of you know so again whether spain can break them down we know they're going to have the ball um morocco you know they, they i don't think they won the possession count in any of their games in the group um so it, it, it's just a matter of, you know, when, really. I, I can't... You, you never know. But, um, and, and and so far, we haven't had a, a shock in the knockout round. So there's there's definitely going to be one or two. There always is. But is this the game for it? So, yeah, again, the only things you can kind of safely predict is that the Spanish are going to pass us to death. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, the bookies are kind of wising up to this now. I think the... Um, the lines on some of the players, I think, like, um, you know, they're kind of well in the hundreds. Uh, but one I've picked out myself is is Gabby. Um, I think because he has been subbed a couple of times already. Um, but then, you know, again, for this game, maybe the midfield might be rotated a little bit. Um, if it is tight, you know, he's going to kind of hopefully last, you know, last the full 90. And I think the line was pretty low. It was 61 uh, and a half for him. I think again against this Morocco side, which again kind of you know forty forty five percent possession against other teams in this group. Um, you know, I, I can see that kind of racking up quite nicely. Um, and you know, again with Spain, could you go for a win to nil? And again, Morocco kind of they, they are a threat, but are they going to be able to actually kind of get get near to Spain? I know uh, we were discussing as well in one of our groups about um, the, the card count. But again, what would worry me is again just Spain just kind of keeping the ball. And those cards might not come until quite late when um, you know when the Moroccans are maybe getting a little bit frustrated. Um, but yeah, Gavi would be my play on this. Um, I, and, and you know, again, if Spain hit anywhere near evens, um, then I'm kind of going to jump on in the exchange as long as they're kind of doing well and the game's kind of going with their momentum. Yeah, it's a, it's. I think you can you can see how this game's going to look, but it's. I mean, obviously Morocco have been doing a very good. You know they've been. I mean, I think you can. The Croatia first game is a little bit of a weird one because it's the first game in the group. Don't you know both teams don't really want to take too many chances. But then you know they kept Belgium to nil. <clears throat> Canada, I think Canada actually. You know they they gave them quite a few issues. So mm. I'm not going to sit here and say Moroccan defense is like you know it's like the next big thing, but they obviously can sit back and they can you know defend their line. And if you take out that massive win for Spain in, in their first game against Costa Rica, which is a bit of a anomaly, it looks like now, when you look at all their results since. Um, obviously, Spain are, are good for a goal in the game. Uh, yeah, you just you just wonder, like, Morocco on the counter, they're pretty clinical. They put their chances away. So, yeah, a lot of people in the comments here uh, throughout this stream have, uh, yeah, stated that they're a big fan of Morocco plus one. Um, which is the line. So, yeah. It, it, What's the Spain, price for that? Yeah, I don't know. I can I can see this going either way. Like I can really just see Spain, you know, easily winning like one or two nil or something like that. But I could see, you know, being really low scoring and Morocco nicking one on the counter. It's, uh, it's an interesting one. What are your thoughts on it, Paul? 
Stoyan, thanks for being here. Hope I didn't butcher your name, but I, I tend to, I, I don't necessarily agree, but I definitely think Morocco can certainly cause a problem. Um, and for that reason, this is the one I'm going to go in uh, on a on a liquid market here. I'll, I'll go for the overs, over two at 1.71. And if you want to do like a smaller stake on that, and then just, because I want every everyone needs to be smaller on my handicap bets, my liquid market bets than my props. Uh, but I do the over two at 1.71 there at Pinnacle. And I'd also like split split your small stake with over 2.75 at 2.74 at Pinnacle. We, we, we kind of touched on the knockout round stats earlier, so I, I won't go over it again. But for these teams specifically in this World Cup, they've seen at least two goals in every game except for the first game for Morocco, which was the Morocco-Croatia game, uh, which only had, uh, which didn't have a goal. Um, and, and I think I was on the first half draw in that game, but but that was the early game. And if you remember, a lot of those early games were like tying and scoring low in the first half. Um, some people were citing the heat and things like that. Um, but, but, but in a knockout setting, I really like this over too, because if Spain are going to have a lot of the ball, like Neil said, probably that's just the Spanish way. But Morocco is certainly clinical on the counter, as Alex said. So I start, certainly think they can provide like uh, impetus uh, in, in the front and kind of latch onto the ball at critical moments and uh, maybe trouble that Spanish back line um, with some pace. Uh, so, so I do like the over two because either way it goes, Morocco or Spain, if either one of them scores first, uh, again, I see the game kind of opening up no matter which one scores. Cause if it, cause Spain are going to throw everything forward and just go at it. If Morocco score and, uh, the Moroccans, if the game gets late and Spain's only one Oh up, then, then that's going to be when they'll throw it forward. So I do like to push security there of that over two. And I, I'd be looking at the overs in this one. Um, cause like one, like I said, one goal cracks it open either way for me. Um, so if you're, if I'll play the over small here on this one. Yeah. I don't mind that at all, mate. Uh, and, and for you, Neil, you got any bets for this one, mate? Yeah. The one I mentioned before, so Gavi, uh, passes. Yeah. So his line starts at 61 and a half. Um, so I'm kind of taking the full ladder on him. I, th- I think he's got a good chance of, of landing that. I think, uh, it's generous. Yeah. All right, good stuff, fellas. We'll leave we'll leave that one for now. It should be a cracking game either way. And lastly, today we have Portugal versus Switzerland. I think this is out of all the games we've had so far, the all the eight games by the time. I think this is the most maybe competitive one out of all. It's, it's uh, oh, yeah. maybe you could you could shout Japan versus Croatia too. But in terms of like, you know, two really good sides going at it, I think this is uh, it's really interesting matchup here. I don't I don't really know like. In terms of how, like, I don't know how it's going to look because I feel like both teams, like tactically, they, especially Switzerland, they really, I, I, I don't know really what their style is. They're quite adaptable, changing all the time, and and Portugal too. They, I mean, they are like naturally pragmatic, but when they when they have a crack, they look they look good. So it's it's really hard to know like what exactly this is going to look like. All I know is that I feel like Switzerland are being a little underrated here. Portugal have been, I would say, mostly mm. underwhelming considering the talent that they have on the pitch. Uh, and and Switzerland, I mean, I just I think Switzerland are a good team, and I think if they, I, I think they could go really far in this competition. Um, just like they they they've got threat in every, they're good in every area of the pitch, and 
you know, sure, they may have conceded a few goals to Serbia, but, you know, they went goal for goal with Serbia and ended up winning. So, um, especially uh, Imbolo, the striker, I reckon he's been looking fantastic. I've been very impressed by him. So, anyway, we'll go to you first on uh, Neil for this one, mate. Um, yeah, hey, I mean, mate, that's you, probably you've literally said everything that I was going to say. Imbolo, <laughs> 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 my thunder, because uh, one of my bets is actually, yeah, Imbolo to score. For, uh, you know, first goal scorer, I'm taking it each way. So basically, you, you win, um, you know, and then you win a third of your payout if he scores any time as well. Um, so definitely having a small play on, on Embolo. I think he looks superb um, against Serbia. You know, he's kind of growing in confidence. They're a really uh, dangerous side for this Portugal team, especially. I think, um, again, Portugal, you, you, you look at them, there's so much quality in that team. Um, but they're very gettable. And, you know, there will be moments in that game where Switzerland will carve open chances. I think we saw earlier today, like Poland and France, Poland surprised me. Um, you know, they, they, they had like a little, you know, they had some spells where they were really sort of troubling the, the French defence. And I see the same thing happening with the Swiss. And, um, yeah, that, that Serbia game especially. But I think, you know, in general, in the group, I think they sort of competed well with, uh, with, with Brazil. Um, you know, again, the first game, of these groups were pretty tough for a lot of the European nations. You know, again, players were coming in kind of half cooked and there was no preparation time. So so you, you can't read too much into sort of what happened. But like I mentioned before with Japan, there's some teams that just look fitter. And I think with Switzerland, when, when you saw what happened, how kind of Serbia faded and, you know, the game kind of settled a little bit, but, you know, because Switzerland kind of took that control in the game. Um, it was a very kind of chaotic game, but the kind of second half, they just looked fitter, sharper. Um, and I think, you know, that that could could be a potential edge for them. At 4.5s, I think that's a big price. I, I, I think, um, you know, it's, it's well worth taking or, you know, taking Switzerland on a draw, no bet. Um, I think they've got a chance of winning this game. Um, you know, again, what do, what do Portugal do? Do they get kind of handicapped by forcing the play through Ronaldo is that kind of kind of you know um hurt them um in this game um you know who are they going to bring on in that in that forward line um I, I'd definitely be more keen to, I would not be taking Portugal at evens for this game again they they should be this this like favorites but um I think it's a great prize in Switzerland yeah oh sorry god Something stuck in my throat there. Um, yeah, I, I like. Uh, I don't mind the goals angle in in this one. I'm just yeah. I'm even two point two five is a, is a is a decent price. I think um, you know I could easily see this being. You know, it could be a goal fest. It's even. Like, Switzerland have played the probably the best. I mean, look at the odds. They're the best team in the competition. Brazil, and they they lost one nil to them. I know Neymar wasn't playing. The XG on that one was 1.28 for Brazil and 0.39 for Switzerland. So, you know, they were outplayed by just, just under an expected goal, but that's, that's the best team in the competition. I mean, Portugal are looking a much, uh, a level or two down from Portugal at the moment. So these odds, they, uh, yeah, that, I mean, I understand them because it's just so frustrating with Portugal. I just, mate, I reckon they could yeah. be one of the, the top three sides in this competition if they just had more of a crack and uh, and put things, you know, if they were just more offensive. But yeah, what are your thoughts on this game, Paul? No, I I tend to agree with a lot a lot of what you guys were saying. Just just on the goals angle again, um, uh, like comparing 
which way you want to play goals. I'd be on the over two at 1.71 before I'm on the boat to teams to score at 2.04 personally, uh, once again. Um, so that's just kind of theme in a couple of those games that I liked. I wanted to mention out, wanted to mention, but, um, so if I was going to play this one, I'd again, just, I'd probably lean towards the overs again, again, that's not an official one there, but, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll play mug for a minute. And, um, like if you want to do like some primer bets on your account, um, like to like keep your account going longer, um, then I would maybe suggest like parlaying all the overs tomorrow or something. Like if you want a little like beer money on something, uh, or like round robining them, like all the over twos for these four games, just round robbing them. Um, and if you wanted to take a step further, like the over 2.75, because again, I see a couple situations in at least a few of these games where there's just, you know, uh, one team's winning at the end by one and you, you have a desperate situation, um, especially if both can get on the score sheet and, and then you're looking good on some of those. So, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it's, that's not an official tip or anything, but if you're looking for something to just to prime your accounts or you want to throw a couple bucks on beer money on something, then uh, th that's probably where I'd look for some interest uh, in the in j just over these all these games. But I, I just I don't have an official tip for this game. Yeah. Okay, mate. And another thing to mention, like the Brazilian team, is that there are probably at least half the team was rested for Portugal. So that's a you know something to keep in mind if you do like Portugal. That they've got the likes of uh, Ruben Dias, Bruno Fernandes, Bernardo Silva, Felix um, Carvalho. They all you know. They all didn't play the other day, so they've had a week off, which um, you know, which could be a quite a big um, <clears throat> quite a big um, yeah, leg up for a against the Switzerland side that uh, they were fighting uh, in every single way possible until the end of that Serbia game. It was quite funny to see Shaka get that card at the end. I thought he was. Gonna... <laughs> no, you know the best. You know how we shouted out uh, Mitrovic, who you did, Neil, to get that red card. When he um when he got the yellow card when he was standing in the wall, and he just oh, mate, did, we, and he and he kept talking to the referee. I was, I was like, like, oh my god, it's actually, it, it's actually going to happen. I thought if I was a referee <laughs> in that situation, I, I thought him and Zacho were both going to get reds at one point. Oh. It was uh they were both face to face at yeah, one point, kind of grabbing like, each, like, each other's necks, and I'm them. like, just... yeah, <laughs> oh, it's just brilliant. So I mean, close. So close. You know, Neil had a fiver on the double. Yeah, wow. I mean, it, it was it was <laughs> as close as it gets. It's just so funny that, you know, it wasn't for like a tackle or anything like that. Like Mitrovic was nearly about to be sent off just because he continued to abuse the ref. It's just yeah, <laughs> I mean, a brilliant way to go, absolutely. But, um, yeah, about you know, nothing too. <laughs> <laughs> about about the wall. <laughs> like what? Yeah, oh, that's great. I mean, I think I saw someone got um, over five and a half um, Swiss cards, I think at 66 to one. You know, they kind of boomed that on Twitter. So, you know, well done to them as well, you know, for, for playing that. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of cards. That's, yeah, not it's surprised that's come through. <laughs> all right, fellas. Uh, yeah, we've gone through all four games now. We'll go to you first, Paul, mate. Out of all the games we've gone through today, what's your uh, best bet? Yeah, so I'll throw two out there. I like two a lot. The the one is the tackles ladder for the Brazil game. Uh, so the the best bet would be over thirty four and a half combined team tackles. Brazil, South Korea. 
Uh, you can get that at Bovada, bet 3.65, and I'd take it down to 1.77, but I'd also ladder it at 3.65. And then the other one I really like is uh, Daichi Kamada. I think we have a tactical advantage there on the under 29 and a half passes at 1.83, bet 3.65, uh, 1.86 offshore, I believe. Lovely, mate. And for you, Neil, what have you got? Yeah, I'd go with um, Gavi passes in the in the Spain game, and then um, you know the Swiss, however you want to play it, for them to win, draw no bet on a you know on a handicap, uh, but something favouring the Swiss. Yeah, so plus I think it's plus zero point five for the Swiss. Mm. You can get it around one point nine five, I think something like that. Um, so yeah, that would be an interesting. I'm really I'm really looking to that game. Out of all the games that are coming up, I yeah. think Switzerland versus good, Portugal would just be. Uh, It'd just be fun. I think there'll be lots of ebbs and flows. You know, it won't be like your Spain versus Morocco, where Spain is just gonna it's gonna look the same the whole game. So, um, yeah, be very exciting. You can find these gents on Twitter. You can find Neil at My Better Life, and you can find Paul at Fainting the Line, and go and check out their uh, personal services that they offer the good people. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Vella underscore. I just well, don't know what you mean by personal services. I mean, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have VIPs in our groups, but you know, there's there's limits to what we what we uh, are prepared to offer. Yeah. I forgot <laughs> to mention. I forgot. Oh, yeah, sorry. Married I, man. The, yeah, the personal. I shouldn't. They've be got back room. They've got back rooms in Neil's service. <laughs> back, yeah, exactly. Maybe uh, I forgot you haven't let everyone know about the private service yet, Neil. So uh, I'll keep I'll keep that quiet, mate. Um, all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, make sure you do a quick rate and review of the podcast if this is your first time listening. Subscribe to us everywhere. Like us on YouTube. Do all the good stuff. And we will be back on uh, we'll be back on Wednesday, Wednesday night at 9 p.m. to break down all of the fixtures, uh, all of the quarterfinal fixtures. So so far we've got Netherlands versus Argentina, England versus France. I mean, already just two very this exciting games. We're, but these are the we're starting to get into the proper heavyweight games. So, and I'm sure after this round we'll have some great games too. So, catch you all then. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, fellas. Oh, cheers! Thank you very much. And cheers to everyone tuning in. Some great questions tonight as well. Comments. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Cheers. <laughs>